You're listening to Storytellers. Four minds, one story, all entertainment. By next week, I'll have something whimsical to say to open up these <laughs> shows. But right now, I'm like literally going blank trying to figure out to say other than hi, y'all. Welcome to the pilot episode of Storytellers. Four minds, one story. Uh, I'm Rashani. Um, you may have heard my voice. I feel like Troy McClure. <laughs> you may have heard me. <laughs> but um, I'm joined by an absolutely wonderful assortment of uh, griots here. Um, first and foremost, my esteemed colleague, my uh, co-host through all of this, uh, the wonderful, the eclectic, the amazing, Erica. Erica, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm really excited. I can't wait to hear everybody's contr- contribution to the story. Looking yeah, forward to it because I've completely forgotten my part. <laughs> and, and going first, I, I kind of remember my part, but I have no idea how this turned out. I'm excited to find <laughs> out. Um, yes. We are also uh, joined by the awesome, the eclectic, the ever-vescent, the ever-present Miss Jessica. Jessica, Jess, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you, sir, for the kind introduction. Appreciate it. No worries. Glad to have you with us. Um, and certainly not least, we have the incredible, the tall, the uh, <laughs> melancholy voice, always happy, Aaron Rantini. His adjectives, sir. Like, if you had known, I would have had you contact my agent and he could he give you some quality adjectives to use besides melancholy and tall, like you just made. <laughs> and that's fine for now, but we're going to work on that over the course of the week. Just you and put something more together. You can even just call me black. That's great. Like, just this, this, this African American gentleman here in the church. We are joined by the tall, the black. The African <laughs> coming in at 220 pounds. You know what? It actually sounds like a wrestling intro. Right. <laughs> Let's prefer that. Just you know, just do, that. do something. it. We just you know, we'll just we'll work on it for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get this all together by next week, and he will have like tons of adjectives and superlatives. Um. And a folding chair. Bring a folding chair also. Yes. The inspiring, the incredible, the brilliant mind that is the black Aaron Rand Freeman. <laughs> is there a white Aaron Rand Freeman? Actually, there is. I was ask, where, where are you keeping him? I've never seen this film. Oh, there's, there's not a white Aaron Rand Freeman. I forgot that there is a black Aaron, Aaron Freeman who is a black Jewish comedian. 
Why am I using my middle name? You can look him up. He's been Jew. He's been a black Jewish comedian for twenty five. <laughs> he has hit me up once or twice. We know each other. We are friends. Wow. There was a period of time where we both had red-haired Russian girlfriends. That became his wife. We moved on to being single in California, but still. Wow. Yes, there is another Aaron Freeman. We have the best one, though. Right. No, he's wholly inadequate. I'll fully admit that. He's like, you know, kind of like a Korean knockoff Aaron Freeman, like when you can't afford the real one, but you still, you know, it's like the struggle one. <laughs> you walk in with that one. You know, you the walk great in with that one. one. Right, you know, you're walking with that one, you know times are hard, but you still love your children, you know what I mean? <laughs> when you want a pair of Nikes, but you can't afford them, so you get nukes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that cursive? Shut up. <laughs> so, this is Storytellers, um, and the best way to describe it is to say there's literally four people who are given a group of cards. Um, the, we pull three cards. Uh, one is a person, one is a place, and the third one is a situation at hand. Uh, the first person who uh, gets to tell the story, well, the first part of the story, rather, uh, spends three to five minutes opening up the story, setting the tone, setting the scene. They then take their copy of that story and send it off to the next person. The next person hears their story and begins to record their part based on what they heard from the first part of the story. They complete their part, and they send that off, and not the first part, just their part, to the third person. Here's the second part of the story and continues on with their part of the story. The third person who never hears the first part of the story then sends their part off to the fourth person who tells their part of the story. The fourth person never hears the first or the second part, just the third part and the part that they do. And then we send it all over to our producer, LSPN himself, Rick. Ricky, how are you? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of because you call me LSPN. Fuck it. <laughs> I actually might do a logo. I mean, I don't know how long you go before you got sued, but it would be wonderful to try. <laughs> It's Damn. like putting out that shirt of uh, Killmonger and then finding out that not only did uh, Michael B. Jordan not endorse it, but it was actually stolen from somebody else off of Reddit. So these things happen. Um, they do. So it, it it is overall a story mixed with the old school game telephone. And we are very excited to bring it to you. We've all done our recordings. They've all been sent over to LSPN. And now we're going to sit down and see how this story actually turned out. The three cards that we used for this first episode were stay-at-home parent. The place was a rest area. And the situation at hand was, if only what he said or they said could be taken back. I went first. Mm -hmm. Erica went second. I believe Jess went third, or Aaron went third. Oh. I, went, I went last, which is actually the worst part. So you can just cut it off at Aaron if you want. No, no. I'm dying to hear this. I mean, oh, I, 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 done, I done forgot what I said. So. 
this is this is gonna be delightful hearing me and i was sick at the time just babbling like i'm not even sure if i get through the whole thing without passing out it's gonna be great <laughs> we're gonna hear people aaron this is zombie there's yamani in the background like aaron are you okay wake up wake up <laughs> Call 911 here emts oh we have to actually i think it might be interesting to get Amani on the show Oh yeah. It would be. Okay, I'll let her know. But okay, LSPN, if you would go ahead and play the first part of this story, which again was my part of the story, um, and we'll see how this all began. He awoke, looked at the ceiling, and sighed. Carlos, a thirty-two-year-old husband and father of two, was dreading what was coming next. He knew that the promises he had made a couple days ago were going to come back and haunt him. And he really, really wished he hadn't made them. The kids were already awake, however. They were looking him in his face, eyes bright, shiny. The beautiful youth wasted upon youth. Dad, is today the day, they asked? Is now the time? They asked. They had been asking the same question for the past three months, ever since Carlos made that fatal error. Carlos looked at the clock and wished he could get three more hours of sleep. He had been wishing he could get three more hours of sleep for the last three months, ever since he made that fatal error. His wife, however, slept next to him, blissfully, without thinking of anything else but the day ahead of her. Marissa didn't have to worry about what Carlos had to worry about. Marissa didn't say any of this. Marissa was going to be fine. These were all direct quotes from Marissa to Carlos during one of their earlier conversations after he said that which should not have been said that which sent their kids into a frenzy, even though one was six and the other was only two and was really just following his elder sister's lead. Are we going? Are we going today, Dad? You promised. You promised that today was a day. Are we going? How do you even know what today is? Carlos asked his eldest daughter. How do you even know? Like, where's your calendar at? Who showed it to you? Who told you how to read? Can you read? He didn't say any of that out loud. He thought it. And for a second, he thought he said it out loud, and he got scared until he saw that they still had that beautiful, unvarnished look of hope on their faces, expecting their dad to come through, expecting their dad to keep his promises. So instead... He looked at them and grunted and tried to roll back over. As he rolled over, his younger son was already in his face. Carlos was always unsure of how he did that that quickly. He didn't have to say words to his dad. Carlos already knew exactly what he wanted. It was time to go. Marissa, Carlos said, did you pack? Marissa grunted. I'm going to take that as a no, but you need to pack. It's time to go. 
we made promises. I know. I I I made promises. Right, right, right. Stopping he stopped Marissa before she even got a chance to say anything groggily. I know. I made promises. But it's time to go. The kids are awake. Bags are about to be packed. We leave in an hour. That's it. Wow. I actually forgot what I said. <laughs> Carlos and Marissa, huh? <laughs> um, so that's the other part of the show. After we listen to each segment, the person who uh, said the part is going to say what was going through their head when they said it or when they told that story, whether it was written or whether it was freestyle and anything that they would have taken back given the rest of the story beforehand. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of regret as we go through. First of all, I'd like to say that I regret the fact that <laughs> I regret the fact that I didn't write more. Like I feel like um I don't know what the kids' names are. And I don't know where I came with Marissa from, but I don't like her already because she <laughs> wasn't very helpful at all. And um I'm excited to see exactly how this got played out because in my mind, honestly, he, he, I don't know if I said it, but that he had accidentally just promised him a trip to Disneyland. And so Marissa was like, we don't have money for Disneyland. This is where I saw the rest of the story going to and them getting to a rest stop and her saying, fuck you and your mama and (laughs) leaving him on the side of the road to hitchhike home. That's where I saw the rest of the <laughs> Luckily, I left it in the hands of people who have way better minds than I do. Um, Jessica, Aaron, now that you've heard the beginning, what do you think about your parts? <laughs> I hate it even more. <laughs> I, I believe I totally eschewed the rules of the game which is even more fun for me. I have no regrets. I believe there's something about some rule that I just tossed aside like a G. I'm just saying, like, now that I hear it and everything in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I I did a thing. It's still a fine thing. I have no regrets. <laughs> but it was, I, I, under, I know, understand now why I might have made a mistake or two. It's all right. You were on your deathbed. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, given, given that context, it's also the greatest story ever told. And thanks for the vote of confidence, guys. LSBN, if you'd be so kind as to play the next part, which again was done by Miss Erica. Yep, that was me. Marissa had been awake for the last 27 minutes. Not because she wanted to be, but because Quay had woken up 26 minutes ago and the chatter from the baby monitor jolted her awake even on the days it was Carlos' turn to get up with the kids. Even on days when she'd planned to sleep in. Even on days when she should, by rights, stay in bed till noon while Carlos went off on his ill-advised adventure with two children under the age of 10, all on his own. There was a knee in her back. It was Quay's. 
At some point, his big sister had liberated him from the baby-safe toddler bed and unleashed him upon their father when he refused to wake up in time to make breakfast. There was a certain kind of justice in that, which Marissa could appreciate, right up until the point of being asked if she'd packed. Lord, give me strength, she thought. Carlos had made the promise. Carlos had doubled down on it, despite Marissa shaking her head slightly when Maria had asked, Really? In that sing-song intonation that was always a foreshadowing of deep regret. But of course, it was Marissa who was supposed to pack and have everyone's clothes ready for the day and make breakfast and fix hair and wash faces and have the diaper bag and all of that in an hour like she was made out of pixie dust and ill-advised optimism. Your turn to change, Quay, Marissa said with a yawn as she slid out of bed. Bags are packed, she added as she headed for the bathroom and shut the door. Fifteen minutes of hot water and vanilla ginger body scrub later, she'd almost worked out a convincing excuse for staying home. But by the time she'd gotten her robe belted and found the shea butter, the scent of coffee and bacon were already wafting upstairs. Fine, I suppose I'll keep him, she muttered. Halfway through getting dressed, her phone threw a fit and tried to fling itself off the nightstand. Three new messages, one voicemail, and an email notification. All urgent. All from the same client. Normally, she'd be annoyed by messages on a Saturday, but clearly this was God trying to give her a way out. Now, if only... Mama! Mama! I'm ready for my shower now. Maria sing-songed through the door. Come on, come on, I don't want to be late or we'll miss it. Marissa sighed. It was two hours and 13 minutes after that when they finally got into the car to go. I don't understand why you have to answer emails on your day off, Carlos grumbled as he Tetris wedged the last bag into place and shut the trunk. I don't understand why I'm awake at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, and yet here we are, Marissa replied. She leaned up on tiptoe to kiss Carlos on the cheek, and he accepted despite cutting her a look that clearly said, Woman, and not much else. Oh, don't be like that. I'm going with you. But these aren't the sort of people you say no to, so work comes with. Carlos rolled his eyes and shook his head, but said no more as they joined the kids in the car and set off. They'd barely gotten five miles from the house when the first issue cropped up. With the voice, she sounds sardonically awesome. Like, we just, why do we have kids? Like, let's just send them to Grandma and let's just go on a cruise. Like, every vacation will be a cruise without the kids. Um, I just want to remind Marissa that um <laughs> like I feel like Carlos should be clapping back. I feel like this like I hear this, I hear that part, and I'm like, okay, this is clearly where Carlos is the Kevin Hart of the family and <laughs> is Maxine Shaw. And Maxine is now like a partner in her firm and she's running everything and Kevin Hart is still just little and dangling off of a chair. <laughs> Oh, uh, she sounds wonderful. Sound. <laughs> Sound. 
Oh man, and just so long suffering. Um, waking up when it's not even her days, but eight o'clock. Wow, we do that, huh? Must not be in California. We don't leave for trips at eight o'clock in California. No, nigga, you get thirty-five a.m. No traffic, and you. Oh, they're running late. That's why it was eight o'clock. It wasn't it, Carlos. Carlos, good guy in this story. <laughs> Carlos, he's not gonna make it. Um, <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot more than I did when I just made up a name. I like her a lot. <laughs> Marissa can kick it. She probably plays spades and talks trash all the way through as she <laughs> puts him on Boston flights. Aaron, Jess, now that you've heard this part of the story, <laughs> which was way better than mine, by the way. No, yours was good. No, stop that. Don't, don't, don't. You what? are a professional. Like, this is, this is your, <laughs> you're, you're LeBron. I am maybe Kevin Love. I'm thinking I'm more Kevin Hart in the celebrity all-star game, <laughs> but, or Justin Bieber, or Zendaya. Maybe Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> but, Jess, Aaron, thoughts? Um, well, I hope you're not too attached to Marissa and Carlos because I don't think they made it to the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. That's Spoiler why I, alert, they don't make it. When I ruined, yeah, when I ruined everything, I decided that uh, I was hoping that somebody would just take the story and just just do the <laughs> And that's very good. I'm very excited to hear what Jessica did with the thing I broke. Otherwise, oh God, let it turn into let it turn into the Walking Dead, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've also listened to this about thirty-seven times because I needed to take notes for my own story. So there's like notes on Erica's thing. So I know this. I know hers almost verbatim, and <laughs> mine. So I was like, ask me how you feel about it. I was like, I I'm very familiar with Erica's story. So you did it the right way because I think I listened to yours once. I was like, okay, I got this, and then <laughs> I just I just winged it, wang it. I just wang. No, I won it. <laughs> <laughs> She put on she put on the karate kid soundtrack in the background and you're the best around started playing. There were so many names. There were names and children and characters that had done things and they were reacting and living in the moment and I had forgotten all of it. So I was like, I'm gonna write all this shit the fuck down. So I have a little I have a notepad with like a little grid. There's like brackets and people and acting. Wow. It shit was happening. Was one of the kids named Quavo? Quay. Quay. Yeah, I had to write that down. Marissa, up for 20, Marissa up for twenty-seven minutes. Carlos, Papa, Quay, child. Quay. Okay, I thought I thought you were listening to like the the Migos or something. I'm like, did she say no. Quay? I was like, what is that? Brr, 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 brr. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I want my milk right now. <laughs> Bad and bougie. Mom better give me a booby. <laughs> okay, I see what kind of show this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so let's just make sure we got this straight in my head because the only two, as you can tell, the only two I gave a damn about were Marissa and Carlos. Um, so Clay and what's the little girl's name? Maria. Maria. Ah, uh, she reminds me of a West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So, um, in your head, what was the race of this family? Um, Hispanic and Black. That's what I thought. Okie dokie. Yeah. I was thinking more Irish-American, personally. <laughs> really? Slaves? <laughs> because you know I- the Irish were slaves. Very Celtic. <sighs> Clay is very, that is a very, I don't know too many clays. And the ones I know are white with long hair like a Viking and they live in Green Bay. That's clay. No, no, she said quay. I, I wrote it down as Q U A E. That's quay, it. Like, 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 like Q U A E? Is it Q U A E? It's Q U A Y, like the drug reference. Oh. What drug reference? Yeah, give I'm me a quay a week. The what a week? Oh, what? Is that a California thing? Oh, I'm so, so uninformed. I don't know. About, like, I thought that everybody called it a quay. No. There's a key and there's quay ludes. Are you talking about one of those? No. But okay. <laughs> All right. What are you well, talking? I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> Give me a quay. Like, I'm I'm not so it might have been a quaalude. I don't know. It had to be, it had to be a quaalude unless there's some like yeah, I have questions then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that's how he got there. So that's why that's his name. <laughs> his sister that should have been Brandy or Ciroc. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Soraka. Um they just call me Sir for short. Okay, Rick, <laughs> LSBN, uh, go ahead and play the next part where niggas die. <laughs> nobody, nobody dies. <laughs> nobody. There was traffic. Not the predictable automobile traffic. Foot traffic. Lots and lots of foot traffic. Are these people for me? Maria asked from the back of the car. Oh, yeah, honey, you did something very special, Carlos said, filling the car with pride. Which was timely since Marissa did not see it the same way. Since Maria could walk, she could always find things. First, it was always her toys. We could never hide them from her. Then things hidden by time. An old box filled with photos of of Marissa's late grandmother. Then old tombstones from the aforementioned late grandmother's pet cemetery, removed when Maria was born. It was a lot. But not for Carlos. Less of a history nerd than a person obsessed with time, he loved empty, lived-in spaces. Abandoned homes, buildings, offices. He was always interested in things time forgot. In the things Maria could find without thinking, without trying. When Carlos started to notice, well, that's when fatherhood ratcheted up. Those father-children walks, he put Quay on his back and let Maria lead him places, anywhere she went. Public parks, private property. He'd follow her anywhere with his climbing gloves and foldable shovel. They dug up all manner of relics, things abandoned when the people left, old diaries, clothing, heirlooms, jewelry. Carlos would never sell anything they found. It all meant so much to him. His, first, his firstborn child having a gift to satisfy his curiosity. 
everything they found was a window in time. The gift. She was a gift. Oh, very special, Maria. Carlos looked around. He'd clearly been gone a few minutes. Let's find somewhere to park. I want to walk through this crowd. Carlos the best father ever. <laughs> Carlos is a G. Oh, you redeemed Carlos. Like, I was great. His daughter, his daughter got powers. He's like, this is cool. And didn't, didn't, didn't even miss a beat. He's like, that's cool. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Oh, that was wonderful. It was. Yeah. It's sad that they're going to die. I hope they die on some CW11 drama shit too. I hope they like open up a phone <laughs> and they're like vampire children in it and they get tackled to the ground in the face. <laughs> I'm excited for what happens. I, I was thinking kaiju, but you it's know, fine. it's all fine. Everything's fine. We're all good here. Um, and see, this fits in perfectly with my whole idea of Marissa having a double life. Like some clients you can't say no to. Mm. <laughs> mm. And I just wanted him to go to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't think they make it there, Rashani. I don't think they make it to Disneyland. I don't think so either. Like, I think we made it five <laughs> miles and now we walk in like <laughs> Oh, man. I love this already. This is awesome. Um... I really do enjoy the way that you built up the relationship with uh, Carlos and, and Maria. I think that that's a beautiful thing. And it, it really makes me want to hear more about their connection mm -hmm. um, because it sounds so organic and it, it just, it really does sound uniquely authentic like to me every relationship with every kid is different like the relationship i have with my daughter gogo was different from the relationship i have with kid austin um so to hear it in a in in a story form to hear it like just so vividly and so aptly written that was mesmerizing and for you to do it when you were sick i'm like yo Thumbs up, man. That that You're was too professional. He's a goddamn professional. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that I had gotten that putting that much effort in. I really did not like. It was. I remember I had jammed up this entire process by taking too long because I was dying. <laughs> when I didn't turn into a zombie, I decided to do it, and I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything at all. I was just like, let me just write down some stuff that Erica said, and. Um, <laughs> And I didn't really like it. I, I, there was a part where we were like, there are rules and cards. And I was like, rules and cards? Nah, homie. I just said, I just walked off with it. If I was supposed to put this somewhere, it's not where it's supposed to be. If I was supposed to follow some rules, I fucked all the way up. But here I am. Uh, Jessica, well, you heard, you heard this part. Erica, what do you, like, any thoughts? I'm just excited to see what Jess has done to everyone. Oh. Now. <laughs> I, I wanna see I wanna see how it ends. This has all been wonderful. The character development from beginning to like this point has just been really good. Yeah. Like everybody's fleshed out a character. 
So I'm excited to see what happens to all the precious babies. <laughs> do you do you uh do you guys remember Mad TV? There used to be this sketch they would do called Lowered Expectations. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's a preface. It's a preface. Let's bring what you're saying is Simma Simma down now. Lowered expectations. <laughs> Uh, no it's fabulous it's all right rick let's go ahead and uh hear the wonderful uh high- <laughs> um engaging awesome um closing to the story made by jess who is just awesome at this like if y'all can see the face that i see she is just She's just glowing right now, just looking forward to this duel on all of us. It's coming. She worked hard on this. Let's go. Sorry I'm late for our call. The kids took forever getting out of the door this morning. Oh, so ridiculous. These, you know, these kids are going to cost me a fortune. Oh, yeah, Regina's doing great in ballet. Well, with those Sasquatch feet of hers, the shoes alone cost half a no, Maggie, I can't bind her feet. You know that was outlawed, right? Charles is okay. He's okay. He still wants to do a sleepover, but, you know, he still wets the bit, so I don't know how that'll work. Well, I told him to start washing his own sheets, but he won't do it, so. yeah. Well, you know what? That'll teach him. I caught the dog rubbing his ass on his pillow, and you know what? I'm not going to see anything. Oh, it'll be fine. He'll be all right. Oh, Petey's good. You know, he's a little afraid of his own shadow, but he's getting out of it. You know, he called me in the room the other night because he happened to open his eyes and his feet were sticking out of the blanket and it scared him. I know. Farted so loud he woke me up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, but they're so sweet, and I love them so much, but, you know, sometimes I just wish that they just ended up in a pool on the mattress, you know? Just just a wet spot that you can wash out and be done with. Mom? Oh! Petey, what are you doing here? I left my lunch. I just came back to get it. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> um, um, so, um, Aaron. <laughs> yes, that was exactly what I was hoping for. I could, I could not have asked for a better conclusion. To the story that I started writing as a could not have asked for a better one. I just I was hoping that somebody would take the car and just grab, like the passenger would just grab the wheel and turn it good. And whatever, right off the cliff. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So, you know what? I respect that. And I'm very, very pleased that someone had the courage to be like, fuck this whole thing. 
I'm tired. I have children. I pay taxes. Fuck this entire thing. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. And an inspiration. Happy to oblige. Um, Mission accomplished. So, so Jessica? Yes, sir. <laughs> my, my, yes, darling. My dear Jessica. Um, yes, darling. How often do you see the dog fart on somebody's pillow and you don't say shit? <laughs> Enough. I feel like these are real life conversations that need to be had here. In all fairness, I caught it one time. Um, you know, I still have to yell at my 12 year old and remind him to wash his sheets, wash his ass. So, you know, one time the dog was doing circles, scooting her butt on his whatever. He should wash his sheets. Like I told him, I'm just not going to say anything. So, um, so I. Yes. You know, yes, darling. Hi. Yes, dear. Hi. 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 Um, Jessica. Yes. Which one was the wet spot? Which one did you want to become the wet? Spot? <laughs> None. No. See, that was the that was the. I don't know what the verb for wine is. The mother was supposed to be. Uh, day drinking after her kids left for school. She was chatting with a friend and uh yeah. Not me. That was I not like, I. I feel like we caught a telephone conversation that actually got recorded and you were like Right. <laughs> no. You were like this is this yes, this was a three minute call. <laughs> no, not all of it. Like that was so from the beginning to the end. If I had known, we could have killed the kids a long time ago, Marissa. We could have made them. I called the kids. Their names just changed completely. The kids, the kids' names changed so much that I thought Marissa was on the other side of the call talking to her friend Margaret, who was just <laughs> up. Because none of the names synced up, and yet the sinister nature of Marissa that I had at the beginning of the book <laughs> still made it through. <laughs> Marissa's like, oh, fuck those kids. I'm gonna let them on the bed. That was a bad word. Like, wait. <laughs> How much tea are we spilling today? Oh, no. Listen, I am, I am a moderately unterrible mother i love my son dearly just because i let the dogs fart on his bed sometimes does not diminish no affection. and if he'd washed his sheets then this wouldn't be a problem so pretty much yeah it's fine also i feel like there's nothing you could have really done to prevent the dog from farting what were you under time Then as a mother, you take the sheets off the bed and you wash them after. Because your child was making an effort to have clean sheets. Or at the very least, you would tell the child, hey, you gotta wash your sheets again, because the dog, there was there was a flatulence incident, and 
Yeah. So at yeah. some point, yes, but you only get like two warnings. Wash your sheets. I will. Did you wash your sheets? No. It's on your head now. <laughs> Literally. Life is short. Life is short. You know what? That's what parenting is. Like fifty percent of it is just repeating yourself, and then the other half is just going fuck it. I'm not going to say anything at all because why? <laughs> and it all carried over so beautifully into this story. I'm just, what what would the world have been like if your son had actually washed his ass that day? <laughs> These are the questions. How many kids would have made it? <laughs> if your son has simply known that the dog had farted on his pillow and why is one of them a bedwetter who turned from two years old to like nine and wanted sleepovers I'm confused Carlos is Car- was Carlos the bedwetter Carlos was the dead at some point wasn't he yes that's yeah, why Carlos I'm wondering yeah, yeah. it's, it's a time travel it's a time travel this is science fiction now that's what it is. I was hoping we were, that's why I was hoping we would get there. I'm just interested. Got there after the bottom of the cliff after the car closed. Here. 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 Here now. He traveled through time. We have multiple episodes. We can do one of those 26 episode like network television seasons where we have 26 episodes in the motherfucker. They gotta stretch that shit the fuck out. Six episodes. <laughs> I don't know how the first episode of Storytellers turned into the last episode of Black Mirror, but <laughs> it went there quickly. This is amazing. Listen, right? do, you want, do you want content or not? That's yes. Do you want content or do you not want content? Yes or no? That last part, like, literally, I want to go back and listen to the first story and get to the last part of the story and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right then. Um, I'll get a microphone at some point too, so I can actually have quality, quality recordings, and not like holding my cell phone like this in the car. You sounded great, and it's just like that was all Marissa's inner monologue, all the things that she would like to say if she wasn't busy out with her, you know, double life. All the stuff that she says when they're not around. Yes, like. (laughs) The perfect wife, mother, patience, and kind, and everything. Yeah. I, I just don't know who who the fuck y'all calling a bedwetter. I haven't wet the bed. <laughs> 89. Niggas, like, everything she told the telephone woman was not factual. I don't pee unless they ask, you know what? No. That costs extra. That was the dog. No, we're not doing um, not going down that wormhole. Real quick <laughs> question that I think um, we should probably do every episode. Uh, Erica, yes. what's the title of that of the story? How did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't Marissa's such an evil person, yo. Like all the secrets. And then we have kids with superpowers. I just wanted to go to Disneyland, damn it. You're such hot that was your problem. You were hopeful. Yeah. Haven't you learned how the world works? 
No, nobody told me that one of my kids was Jack Jack, and I'm just, oh my god. Oh, okay. So to recap, okay. So real quick to recap, my part of the story was he made a promise to his kids that he couldn't take back because he's a good father, and his wife was like, "My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it." Erica, what's a quick recap of your section again? <laughs> um, Marissa would like to handle her spy games in peace, but she has to go on this day trip to the mountains with the kids, so she's just going to take her spy business with her. Aaron, what was your what's the summary of your segment? That uh, there were a lot of people up at the mountains um, here to see what uh, <laughs> had found because she had she had found something special and her father was taking her up there because she she was proud of what she had done and we don't know what she did yet. We'll find out what he did. And Jessica, what was the summary of your section? Um, random waxy pants mother is talking shit about her children and they one of them comes back and overhears it at her house. So again, wormhole. Um, <laughs> Ta-da! Like literally started from the bottom, now we're here. Um paradox. That I, I just I, I'm so happy with this right now. This couldn't have turned out any better in my opinion. Like, because this is what we expected this to be. Um, mm-hmm. Four storytellers pretty much playing a game of telephone. <laughs> <laughs> so usually, listeners, we would um, open up the uh, thoughts and suggestions to you to see what you think about the story. Um, you can email us at storytellerpod at gmail.com. Um, our Twitter account is story tailspin yes that's like the cartoon oeo oea um <laughs> story tailspin is our twitter account um and we don't have a google voice number yet but we'll get there um mm-hmm. the last thing that we need to do is put together the next cards for the next reading and also uh get the order of the next reading so with that said um the last time for the first one we did middle initials and went in alphabetical order uh i'm thinking for this one we will go with city of birth okay so um erica where were you born at augusta georgia yes you sound first um (laughs) aaron where were you born at uh, Brooklyn, New York. Oh man, <laughs> Jessica, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, look at that alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> and I was born and bred in Sacramento. So <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> so we got Erica and then Jessica and Aaron. That's not fair. I have to follow up, Erica. Listen, not that it was tough following you, Erin, because you're masterful, but Erica, you're a goddess and a legend. Erica's on a whole nother level. 
We are co-goddesses. I'm a goddess at pixel pushing and art things. You are the word Lady Smith. <laughs> Lady Smith Mombazo. I'm sorry, but that was the most realistic, most entertaining telephone call I've ever used <laughs> in my life. So I think we're good here. I'm yeah, excited. Feel, we're good here. I feel cleansed. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. I'm going to pull three more cards. Hopefully they give us a person, a situation, and a place. If not, then we'll keep digging. So the person is a person with a devastating secret. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. The thing is a guessing game gone wrong. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. And well, I guess I should separate these up better. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't know. Like seriously. Did not you know this. Ah, that'll work. And the place under the full moon. So again, we've got a person with a devastating secret and a guessing game gone wrong on a full moon. Um I'm waiting don't for envy y'all. Part, which it turns out. Hmm? I don't envy y'all. Why not? That's this a is challenge. <laughs> this That's is gonna fun. be a challenge. You should participate, actually. Like five different ideas already, so. I hope we don't have the same idea. Well, if we do, you're right behind me. You can take it further, or you can, you know, yeah. Well, we will definitely uh, find out in the next episode when we see where four minds can take us. This is Storytellers. Y'all have a wonderful day. We'll holler at you later. Oh, wait. <laughs> Nigga, Pilot. I'm stop recording. Um, Nigga. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> right. So, Storytellers will be available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, singlesimulcast.com. Um, Probably at Erica Wright's. Like where? where yeah. Thursday's yeah. Child. Thursday's Child. Um, we might be able to squeeze it into Unnecessary Fridays on a Thursday. Have it go up <laughs> on a Tuesday. Um, and then Jess will just have it like on her phone and just play it for everybody. <laughs> so, Jess, when you're wearing a Storyteller t shirt, she may give you a listen to her story and also a gift card for a t-shirt coupon. I just made all that up. What story will I tell next? Wait and see. <laughs>